hit that wonderful AS Roma music. Good evening, welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. I'm your host Scott Munro. Uh, today, it, I've got with me is Imran. How are you, Imran? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me again. No, that's okay. It's just me and Imran today. It's just the two of us. I'm not going to sing the song. Um, we are just going to talk about the Sunday's game. So we're going to reflect on Roma 2, Sassuolo 1. The emotional roller coaster of a very, very entertaining Sunday night match. I was going to say to close round three, but that was actually done on Monday night where Bologna beat Hellas Verona 1-0 and that meant the end of Eusebio Di Francesco. Um, So, Imran, I imagine this is going to be like a therapy session for most Roma fans, including myself, because we we sat through, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, and a very emotional roller coaster of a 94-plus, I think it went into 96 minutes where... Two disallowed goals, five VAR uh, posts were hit. Sassuolo looking very dangerous and and on any other day could have got the three points, but Roma managed to get the winner in stoppage time. All running to the curve, so Jose running to the fans. Oh, my God, it was just chaotic. How did you feel <laughs> about quarter to, I would say, quarter to 11 your time after oh, the final I- whistle? Yeah, it was just like you said. It was, it was very chaotic, and uh, but it finished off. I mean, the best possible way with Mourinho running down, you know, the touchline and um, to the curva. It, it, uh, beautiful scenes. Uh, really enjoyed that, and uh, really, really felt that we also needed that. I mean, considering the late goals we considered last season. Uh, and yeah, lost points. But um, overall, like you said, for for a neutral fan, it was the perfect game. It was entertaining. It was two attacking sides. Uh, for a moment, it felt like Zeman was back uh, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, you know, with, uh, attacking wise, we were, we were very good, but defensively, we were equally bad. And I, I don't think I've seen contrast like them like like this for a very long time because mm. even on the Fonseca I think defensively, defensively we used to be we used to be okay well organized but it was an attack that we we were so we were so poor and we didn't have any we, we didn't have any uh, philosophy we didn't have any threat in attack so so th- this was different but uh, at the same time uh, flashbacks from, uh, <laughs> from nine years ago uh, so, but, but I mean, if we just talk about the game, the game itself, um, it was, uh, um, Sassuolo is a very strong side. Mm. Uh, it was, I think, it was quite obvious yesterday uh, that they're a strong side. I mean, very good counter-attacking side. Uh, they managed to, if they get space, they will punish you. Uh, and uh, that's exactly what they did because we left uh, too much space to them behind both flanks and they they exploited that 
by I mean the, like great chances they created Jeremy Boga was really good uh, Berardi was good hmm. uh, and these are players that are good one on one so so we struggled against them we struggled in the central midfield where they they often uh, got the upper hand uh, so I think Mourinho will take three points he will be very happy with the three points but he will not be as happy with the performance especially defensively there are a lot of great positives to take from this match uh, I mean, offensively in attack, but uh, defensively no. And it, all, also, uh, what I would like to say is that, w- despite conceding the goal, uh, I mean, uh, the equaliser, it was really admiring uh, the mentality that the sh- team showed because they almost immediately went up two uh, one. If it wasn't for, uh, if it wasn't for uh, the post, uh, was that post, post or yeah, cleared yeah, off the line? Yeah. Yeah, Tammy Abraham to post. Mm. So it was uh, that was that was very that was very good to see. That was very encouraging, I think, for the future as well. Uh, especially considering what's more to come from the team, uh, we're still a, a work in progress, but uh, we're doing well. But we just need to learn from games like this, uh, like the one from two days ago, no, three days ago now. Yeah. Mm. So we just need to learn from. These type of games and and yeah grow grow further, which I think we will do. But there's a lot that can be analysed from this game. But uh, but ultimately, very happy with the three points. I think you and me both. I think we needed a, a massive lie down after watching that <laughs> that game on Sunday. Um, I wanted to talk about the mentality. You brought it up. Um, if this game was played last season. Do you th- could you see a different result? Yeah, it would definitely be a different result. First mm. of all, because uh, we wouldn't have the same goalkeeper. We wouldn't have anyone who could uh, who could you know make those saves, transmit that um, energy to the defense, uh, sense of calm, um, you know, and everything. Uh, so. Overall, uh, no, nah, we wouldn't have uh, won this game last season. I mean, we did win some games. Uh, let's say the one against Ajax away mm, in Amsterdam. Yeah. That was a game where we didn't quite dominate, but we took our chances and won. But still, still, I think that was a different approach against a, diff- against a different opponent. It was a European game football, but in Serie A, this type of a game, if you get counter-attacked like that, usually you... Roma wouldn't have won, but at the same time, you know, people if, might say that we were lucky. But uh, oh, considering all the chances that Sassuolo wasted, but I wouldn't look at it like that because uh, it's uh, it's also, um, I mean, you sign a good co- goalkeeper for him to make those saves when the defensive uh, defense is leaking. So that's exactly what he did. He stood up. He did his job. Of course, in the future, you would prefer. These type of situations do not happen again. You you wouldn't want your team to find itself in a situation like that where you give your opponent that much of space uh, and yeah you get counterattacked like that. But ultimately, it's really it's really uh, assuring to have a goalkeeper like that who can who you can rely on, who's uh, who's mature. He's not just that, but he's showing his quality, which is which is quite obvious. And and I, I would say. It's. Uh, I'm really happy to have a goalkeeper again. 
<laughs> I will be talking about, I will ask you about Rory Patricia in a moment. Um, before anyone forgets, the, the game did end 2-1, so Roma did beat Sassuolo 2-1. Um, Brian Cristante opened scoring after a well-worked uh, free-kick move where I think everyone thought Lorenzo Pellegrini would play the ball in the air, played it on the floor. It took out, I would say, three Sassuolo defenders, and then Cristante had no no problems tucking the ball in. Um, the equaliser for Sassuolo came in the second half, and that did, and that was coming. Sorry, um, I could see that coming a mile away, and I think most people did. Where uh, Domenico Berardi sent Matthias Vigna out for the for a hot dog and a coke at, in the stadium, and that lovely turn and cross to Filip Juricic to tap home. And then we got the the excellent winner from Stefan Alshawari, which sent the Olympico into meltdown, everyone running to the curve of Sud. But that wasn't the end of it, where Gianluca Scamacca, uh, whose dad may or may not have broke into Trigoria in April and um, <laughs> <laughs> done some damage to the uh, to the bonsai tree, hit a wonderful effort into the into the far corner, but that was ruled out for offside via VAR. I think on any other day, Imran, it could have ended up like 4-5 or 4-6, back to, the, as you said, to the Zeman days of the, what, mid to late 90s and early 2000, uh, what, 12-13 season. That game was just utterly bonkers, and it's a great advert for Serie A, isn't it? It is, but uh, I would prefer that they don't have... <laughs> Uh, you know they don't advertise games like that I mean the product like that not at our expense anyway and do it for some other games but but yeah the last minute goal which was disallowed from Skamaka who is uh, a Roman and grew up Mm. in the ranks of Roma before going to PSV when he was 17 uh, so yeah, his father got a psychosis uh, or something like that that summer he went berserk that summer you know but um, yeah I mean you know for a second you thought that uh, that okay now with that celebration okay you thought that the game was won but then the very next moment you you were we were once again reminded that ah this is still the same old Roma you know they're never safe and uh, it was inches away from being a draw uh, and could have gone either ways. Like once, once, once again, we said it earlier as well. Could have gone either ways, but that one injury time. I mean, very dead end. Uh, if we conceded, um, if we conceded that goal, it would have been devastating for the morale of the team. It would have. What was your what was your reaction when Al Sharari smashed that into the top corner off the inside of the post? Was it pandemonium for you? <laughs> would you have to apologise to neighbours for your screaming? <laughs> <laughs> no, usually I'm very calm when when I watch games. I can get I can get frustrated when they don't play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, usually when they when we score, yeah, very rarely. You know, usually I'm able to control my emotions and everything. But that one, I was able to do it. But it was such a, it was such a relief, and it was just, um, it was just a rush of energy, a sudden rush of energy. You just felt a huge relief, and it was, it, it, it was a really good feeling. 
Yeah, I may have to apologise to my next door neighbours for shouting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great win. Um, I just wanted to talk about a, a player who I think he got some stick in pre-season, but I think he's proven the haters wrong. And I imagine he's both in both of our eyes. He was man of the match. That was a uh, Rui Patricio. Um, was it seven saves? I think it was in this game. Um, I think he made the same amount of saves that he made in the opening day of the season. Um, I put a tweet out and it got a lot of a lot of attention, um, saying that um, Rui Patricio, where are the haters now? He's, he's, I think he's been Roma's best player for the first three games in Serie A season. And I got a couple of good replies saying, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be top of the league. So um, how are your thoughts on Rui Patricio? I know you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but uh, do you have the same thoughts that without him, we won't be where we are? I know it's early days, and it's a very, very small sample size at the moment. Yeah, definitely. But I think um, I wasn't worried uh, in the in preseason, despite you know some of the mistakes that happened. Uh, when I saw him in the Euro, I thought he was I thought he was a good goalkeeper, but I was still not thinking that he would be this good. Uh, so he has surprised everyone, and. Um, I mean, his age, profile, experience. He has more than I think he has more than 100 caps for Portugal. Portugal yeah. So he 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 comes with that profile, and that's that's exactly what this team needed. That's exactly what this defense needed uh, to have someone reliable back there. It makes a huge difference for the defense in front to have that because uh, because like I said, it, it transmits. Uh, it transmits uh, a, a feeling within the defenders which makes them more confident and they can play their game uh, as well so I've been very very happy like you said early days there will probably be mistakes and he will probably go through a difficult period as well every player does that mm. but all in all I mean considering what we had and what we were doing after Alisson um, it's finally good to have someone you can rely on who can give you that. And even if he has a few poor games, you can always go back and uh, look at his performances and know that he has the potential and ability to make you know really, really, really important save, which will which will save you points, win you points, win you games. That's what that's what you want a goalkeeper like that for. So I think. Roma really, really did well in signing him, and I think he's been uh, a success so far. Yeah, opening opening five games, he's been one of the, the signings of the of the summer so far for Roma. I think he's proved a lot of people wrong after some iffy displays in preseason, but it's preseason where you have to air out your kinks. I did see some. Not some nice stuff said about him. Uh, I don't know if people were being overcritical and over analytical about him, but hey ho. Um, I wanted to ask um, one more question about this game, and it was about a player who I think, in my eyes, looked a little bit too tired. Actually, not you can't say too tired. He looked absolutely out on his feet, probably halfway through the second half, and that was Matthias Vinya. Um, we got a question from Jody. Um, what does it say when Mu is playing Vigna when he just arrived a day before from Uruguay? If this pattern continues, could this cause upsets to our bench players' morale in the long term? So, do you think it was right for Mourinho to start him on Sunday? 
can be debated, but I think um, yes, because I think there's a huge gap between Vigna and Calafiori. We don't have yeah. we don't have a, a player right now who's available who's able to step up and give that type of you know performances. Although I think Vigna was very poor defensively. And Berardi always had upper hand on him. Oh, God, yes. Look at the goal. Just look at the assist for the goal. It's just a wonderful piece of movement. Yeah, and that was my worry for Vigna. I think I highlighted that in the previous pods. That I think his defensive part of his defensive part of his the part defensive part of his game would be uh, a concern. And I think it was obvious against uh, just such a strong counter-attacking side uh, but I don't think it's wrong I think it's right uh, that he plays but he he's still he's still adapting to Serie A he needs to move on his uh, defensive game and I think he will do that he's still early days for him it will be tricky against uh, trickier opponents like the one on Sunday but I think Calafiori would be it will be fair to give Calafiori a chance against Jessica Sofia and I think that's mm. exactly what Marina said in today's press conference so well-deserved rest for Vinia but a difficult decision but I think Mourinho wants to wants to keep some sort of uh, balance in the team and try to create some sort of unity and understanding in defence and you don't do that by changing too much so sometimes these are risks you have to take and that's what he did and it worked out Although it was shaky, but I don't think it would have been less shakier with uh, Calafiori. He would have been he would have been owned by Baradi too. I had uh, visions if Calafiori started. I think I had visions of him being hauled off at half time. But I think if if Baradi was attacking him at will like he did on Vinya, but I I do agree with you on Vinya. I think because he I don't think he played in one of the games for Uruguay because he got injured. Um, Sam, uh, I think tweeted out a picture. I think he was one of the first people to tweet it because I think he was watching the game, uh, one of the qualifiers, yeah. and it, it, I think he picked up like a slight knock. And I don't. I think he only played in like two out of the three crazy ball fixtures that ended last Friday morning, so just a couple of days before the Serie A game started. Um, I think we talked all about the game on Sunday, if you didn't want if you wanted to add any more to it, and just, just be happy that we got the three points, and the uh, the celebrations on, who's who's top of the um, the table at the moment on goal difference? I can't put my finger on it. It's Roma. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I was Seven being, plus goals, yeah. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> if, if people just think that later Are down you, the line, uh, sorry, no, it's fine. Uh, you, 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 I should have known because you're always top one. I mean, today with the stats. <laughs> so. Yeah, yes. just in case anyone was wondering, it's wrong. If anyone was wondering, I was being sarcastic. Like the next yeah. comment, like like I said on previous two pods. So when are we winning the league? When is the uh, the fourth Scudetto coming to Rome? No, I I. I jest, I jest. Um, so tomorrow, Roma playing CSKA Sevilla in the Conference League group stage. Um, I wonder. I think we're both in agreement that there will be an overhaul from the starting eleven from Sunday's game. Plus, with two games coming up in the next six, seven days afterwards, because Roma do play Hellas Verona on Sunday 
evening and then there's a midweek action in Serie A next week where Roma play Udinese at home on next Thursday so do you expect Jose to do a, a lot of heavy rotation or just like four or five I think four or five yeah. um, I think uh, Tammy will rest uh, Mkhitarya will rest uh, Zaniolo perhaps he yeah. could start because he didn't play so much in the international game Yeah, and then I think uh, Veretu will definitely rest um, maybe Kumbulu and Smolin centre half with maybe Reynolds or maybe you... I think Mancini and Smalling I don't yeah. think he will change both of them I think Mancini will play I think Mancini Smalling uh, yeah. Calafiori on the left and uh, yeah probably Brian on as a right back Reynolds yeah. and then Patricio. I or you, think or you do think Patricia you don't think um, oh what's the number two I do apologise you let me forget as well Fusate uh, Daniel Fusate sorry Fusate. sorry guys <laughs> you do yeah. you think you think you'll stick with Rui Patricio maybe give Fusato a couple of games maybe later on in the group stage when stuff it, when, yeah, yeah. when points are secured and Roma have got qualification in the bag yeah, yeah, I think uh, some. He said he said that in today's press conference as well that he will there will be changes, but he still wants to keep some sort of system and balance, and uh, that's why I think Mancini will play uh, or one of the central defenders, but I think mm. it will be Mancini. Oh uh, yeah, because he didn't really play for it. I don't think he he played for it. So he got sent home early, didn't he? From yeah, from yeah. the training camp for the international but yeah I could see that happening um, do you expect I, do you expect a comfortable Roma win I'm not writing off the Sofia. I'm not being that that bold do you see a comfortable win or do you see the type of game that happened last season because remember Roma played Sofia in the group stage of the Europa League where the Bulgarians got the upper hand picking up four points out of six sorry um, they drew at the Olympico 0-0 and then they won in in Bulgaria 3-1 where Roma played what a reserve side I think I don't think there was any starters in that in that game so what's your thoughts on tomorrow's game do you see a, a, a comfortable win or do you see it a, a different way comfortable win definitely. I like I like your optimism I liked your confidence <laughs> it's, it's realism <laughs> yeah it's realism so you thinking six six wins out of six um we do play Hadas Verona on um, on Sunday. Uh, this will be the, the final question. Um, do you reckon it was a bit harsh for them to sack Eusebio Di Francesco just three games in? Yeah, I think I think that was a bit harsh. I don't never really rated uh, Di Francesco as a coach, but I think he's better than just three games for Hadas Verona. So I think he should have gotten. Um, at least 10-15 games to implement something but I feel sorry for him because he 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 was he was a nice guy but um, probably I'm obviously now not uh, as good coach because he's I don't think he's won a Serie A game since November 20 yeah. 19 so, games yeah so that's that's a lot and he he was sacked by Cagliari and now he's sacked by Verona and I Sampdoria wonder, and Sampdoria before that I wonder what's 
he'll, he'll probably keep getting jobs, you know, from, from, but it's unfortunate because I didn't think he would become a coach like, uh, Delio Rossi, Iacchini, you know, Ballardini, but it looks like his career is going down the yeah. path or unless he does like Montella and goes to Turkey or something like that. That could be a different story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> we digress. Uh, yeah, that, that news sh- shocked me about Montella going to Turkey. I only found that out like six or seven days ago. But yeah. Um, yeah. Imran, do you have any other thoughts about the, the, the last game and the up and coming games coming in the next seven to ten days? There's a, quite a lot of fixtures for Roma. Yeah, lots of games. I think the Verona game will be interesting too. Hopefully... Most likely, they will get the three points there as well. Shouldn't be, should be that difficult. But it's always the first game when the team gets the a new coach. coach they're, yeah. yeah, they're always out to improve, you know, improve themselves. So they put in a bit more, uh, a bit of extra in that performance. But so they they appointed Igor Tudor, yes, uh, who's who has not had the best career, the coaching career so far. He was part of the UN two backroom staff. So, I think uh, we should be we should be expecting three points. Not as easy as those against Salernitana, but um, still comfortable, a uh, comfortable win. And that would be good because then we will have uh, four wins in four matches, and then after that we we'll face Udinese, and then the derby, so, and then the derby. So yeah. if we have Five or five going into the derby, that would be that would be good. Yeah, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. There's quite a, a few fixtures coming up in the next two to three weeks before the next international break. I think Roma have got six games in in the two competitions in Serie A and in Europe. Um, Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Wednesday evening, uh, just a day before Roma play CSK Sofia and. The, the second night of the Champions League, which is uh, just hitting nicely. Um, some good games last night and some good games to watch tonight. So, Imran, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, guys, remember, you can follow LaMagicast at LaMagicast.com. You can see all our podcasts from previous episodes on that, on the platform. Uh, you can follow the podcast at LaMagicast on all podcast platforms. Um Imran, once again, thank you very much for joining me. And remember, for Roma, ciao. Ciao.